From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Prize picks, prize picks, prize picks. It is the best daily fantasy, and it has a cool little promo code for you to double your deposit up to $100. You'll never guess what it is. You'll never guess. Uh, KLV. KLV. Those are the capital letters in my name, Theo. There's a rhyme and a reason for everything we do. KLV, the promo code to double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Maybe, just maybe, get on on some World Series, some baseball prize picks tonight. What about, what about, and this is not a joke, college football. College football. You've got college football on this Wednesday night. Maybe there. NBA, right there for you. The Heat in action tonight. Maybe you can keep it specifically to the Heat and the Nets, which is, by the way, here on ESPN 106.3. So many ways to win. They want you to win money with prize picks. They want you to win money. And all it takes, $20. You put in $20, and based on how many picks you have on a given night, any variety of money coming back your way if you can win with prize picks. There's a reason it's the best daily fantasy. It's prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Uh, real quick, uh, 10-year-old Andy, by the way, from Wellington. 10-year-old Andy from Wellington is hanging out with us uh, as the day off of school from Wellington Elementary. He said, by the way, guys, it's report card day. That's why they're oh. off school. It's report card day. I asked him, how you doing? How you do? How, how are the grades? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was not the answer I was expecting. That is not it, yeah. Uh, do, do we think, is it straight A's, Andy? Straight A's, do we think? Okay, he's he, now yeah. he's saying, all right, it's good. He's because I, I don't want young Andy to be in a situation where he has to camp out by the mailbox and then be like, oh, my God, do I need to intercept this before yeah. the parents get it? Is it getting mailed or is it emailed? How does that work, Andy? Mailed? mailed. Yeah, mailed. They're still doing it the old-fashioned way. Still doing way. the old-fashioned way because they're trying to let the kids intercept it. Well, before you guys that. are wearing headphones. He said email. Oh, email. <laughs> oh, email. Never mind. So they are emailing it. So, see, now you can't. You, you, the so, old trick, Andy, let me tell you, the uh-oh. old trick back in the day uh-oh. was if the, the, the report card was wasn't going to be good or the progress report wasn't going to be good because you'll have progress reports once you get to junior high high school all that stuff if it's not going well what you would do is you would hope you beat your parents home from work and you'd open up the mailbox take out the envelope open up the report card and maybe just maybe progress reports usually weren't typed this was back in the day i'm almost 40 years old and you could take a pen and you can maybe adjust yeah. the letter to look a little bit more in your favor now the report card was a little trickier and maybe just maybe you could give yourself like a day or two uh, before your parents saw where you could come up with a, a plan, right? Yep. A plan, oh, an explanation yeah. of what uh, they were going to see. But uh, Andy, looks like you're uh, you, you got an email to your parents. But you said straight A, so it's all good. All right, good. Ain't good, worry good. About that. Andy, Andy looks like he is on a good path in his life, yeah. and I appreciate he's that. Doing great. He plays shortstop. Uh, he plays center field. Center second field. base. Second base. Second base. Yeah. He's a middle infielder uh, with his uh, his baseball team out there in Wellington, and he said he doesn't ride a horse. He doesn't. No. He's in Wellington. Yeah. When in Rome, though. Equestrian capital of the world, Wellington, Florida. But he does have a friend whose grandmother does equestrian activities. Yes. I told him I'm scared of horses. (laughs) Have you ever? They're big. They're so big and muscular. I mean, they're they're massive. They are massive. I I had an incident with a horse. I fell off a horse almost, and then... I think I almost fell off of a horse trying to get off one. It was weird. It was bad. I have bad experiences with horses, and I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. So 
We're supposed to be like natural born cowboys. I don't think that's how that works, Theo. No? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Natural. Like how Florida... I don't think you're born and then you have like a commemorative uh, from the state of Texas a saddle that you is get sent boots to you. In a, in a, in a ten gallon hat <laughs> and a belt. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a belt that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, you know, like at 13 years old. <laughs> uh, last night, so we um, uh, we went to with Brian McLovin Roach. It's funny. I, I asked him before we went out because what you do, you sit around with the parents and you have a couple of uh, you, you drink a little bit before you go out with the kids. That's modern day trick or treating. Wow. Did your parents go with you, Andy, when you were trick or treating yesterday? Your mom did. Your mom yeah. did. Um, did she have some friends with her? You went with one of your friends, and, and his mom came. Did they have cups, unmarked cups? Uh, were they drinking uh, drinking out of a cup? No? Wow, okay. They got, uh, they must have got it in. They yeah, because I was going to explain to you what that was, but never mind. <laughs> it doesn't apply to you. So I, um, uh, so we, we had a couple of drinks, and then we went out with uh, with our, our kids, and I asked Brian before we went out, Brian McLovin Rowett, uh, who's a huge Raiders fan, is Josh McDaniels in trouble? And he's like, I hope so. And then sure enough, like four hours later, he got fired. It's amazing. But we went out there. And my daughters were so pumped. There were two houses. This was in Coral Springs. Two houses that had the big candy bars. Uh-oh. Like that's the holy grail of homes Love when it. you're trick or treating. And I, it used to be for me growing up. There was a house by me that had the full size Hershey's bars, and you always knew which one it was. And every year it was the full size candy. So the, yesterday there was a full size, um, full size Hershey's bar, and then a full size. They had like hundred grand or Butterfinger, uh, Baby Ruth, full size candy bars. I swear to God, I did this. I texted myself the address of both of those homes. Oh man! So that next year we're going back. This guy's a scout. Scouting it out. I'm trying to help my daughters. I'm good trying to coach. pave the way for them. Yeah, that that's good leadership. Yeah. I think. I my favorite Halloween as a kid. <laughs> I forget what it's what pathetic. age it was. It's not pathetic. It's good. Hey, I'm trying to That's, I'm trying to give my daughters a happy life, Stone. You'll understand yeah. it someday when you have kids. Yeah, he put the kids to sleep yeah. and he went back he went to back. the house to get <laughs> the Hershey's bar. I got on my and knees. I'm like, drink a drink. Yeah. <laughs> he went back for it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Halloween. It was like when I was around like 11 or 12 years old. Um, I went to the house of Master P and Silk the Shocker. Oh, no right. limit records. I saw Master P at the uh, Atlanta airport once. Yeah. yeah. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. But he used to, our favorite thing about it, whenever we had a fundraiser, we would go to him because he'd just give us straight cash. And on Halloween, he, sometimes he would break off kids with money. And, and, <laughs> and this Halloween, he gave That's me sick. and my brothers like $100 bills each. Really? $100 bills. So growing up, I had some neighbors who would give money, but it would be coins. Yeah. And not exactly the same effect as $100 no. bill. Let me ask Andy, 10-year-old Andy from Wellington, if someone gave you money uh, while you're trick-or-treating, uh, would you be into that? Is that something you would, you would be happy about? He says over it has to be over $5. Andy is a baller. He's got standards. Wow. That's, a, that's a young man with standards. But and, so if they were Andy hand, is 10 going on 20. I appreciate yeah. this kid. I couldn't imagine if somebody handed me like three ones and you're like, no thanks, <laughs> no thanks. And then if there was a 10, you're like, thank you. I mean, come on. He lives in Wellington. We're yeah, talking right, about a little right. bit higher yeah. financial standards. It's true. Okay. I'd take $3 right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I yeah. Take- yeah. Andy. Take Bless you, my friend. Yeah. You are you are a wise ten year old. Absolutely, you uh, you make those people. I mean, do you <laughs> know the property rates in Wellington? They can afford more than five dollars if they're giving money for trick or treating. Absolutely, Andy. It's got to be more than five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, don't I waste mean, my Wellington. time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know the property values out there, Andy. Come on. All right, uh, let's. Uh, I, can we hear Paul Feinbaum? Paul Feinbaum is. 
fed up with Jim Harbaugh. Ooh. This uh, this this Connor Stallions, that's his name, right? The uh, name. the 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 Michigan super fan turned staff member who apparently had his minions traveling the country, attending college football games, and recording the sidelines and the signals of of uh, future or current Michigan opponents, signs stealing. Apparently, apparently there is video of what people or who people believe is. The, the Connor Stallions guy uh, on the sideline of Central Michigan, wearing Central Michigan gear, Central Michigan hat, Central Michigan polo, looking like a coach in a game that they had, was it last year or this year against Michigan State? I think it was this year. This year, early in the season, season non-conference, season opener. Season opener. Yeah. Um, and, and Connor Stallions is decked out in the Central Michigan Chippewas gear, whose head coach is former Gators headman Jim McElwain, but he is on the sideline in a game against Michigan State. Why in God's name would Connor Stallions be dressed in Central Michigan gear as a Michigan Wolverine staff member? What is he doing? In a game against Michigan State, who we know rival, in-state rival of Michigan, um, I have been very pro-Jim Harbaugh. Like, this is a bunch of nothing. Uh, Like, whatever. Like, sign-stealing. Like, they had the resources. I think it's a stupid rule. You shouldn't do it. But is it the end of the world? No. Like, just move on. Like, move on. Uh, You're trying to get a competitive edge. College basketball coaches sit courtside at tournaments, and they're doing the same thing in the public, in the open, uh, with teams they're going to play. But but now you have this Connor Stallions guy who legit is, is going incognito. Uh, as a, a Central Michigan assistant coach just hanging out on the sideline eh. in a game against Michigan State, a future Michigan opponent, and and Paul Feinbaum is fed up. Here is his here are his thoughts on ESPN about Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Paul, no story has ever been more right up your alley, I think, than this one is. What 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 do you think of all this? Let me let me address the court for just a second, Greedy. Uh, two weeks ago, I sat here with you and made the biggest mistake of my professional career. I gave Jim Harbaugh the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Never again. I thought it was too early to come down on him. It's not, it's not too early anymore. It's actually getting very late for him. I mean, this is a disgusting story with every revelation, which happens every single day of the week. And the fact that the Big Ten has not done anything yet is inexcusable. Uh, that's the only mechanism to stop this train. And quite frankly, a lot of people think it should be stopped. It's up to Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, to step in. They have the, they're the only people with jurisdiction. The NCAA can be looking at this for the rest of our lives. And as far as whether Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, that's really up to NFL franchises whether or not they want to get in business with this guy right now. Uh, I I got to admit, I agree with Paul Feinbaum. Two weeks ago, I was like, <laughs> let's just move on. This is stupid. But if you have if you have staff members Yo. who are dressing up like they're assistant coaches for the opposing team of one of your future opponents, that's kind of next level. And it's to a point where. I don't think there's any way Jim Harbaugh didn't know that these things were happening or at least these approaches existed. I think Jim Harbaugh is in a lot of trouble. I think Jim Harbaugh should be in a lot of trouble. I think we're getting to the point where if he doesn't get suspended for an entire year, I think they're doing it wrong. And I sort of agree with Feinbaum. How have they, how, how, how are we at a point where this is dragging out to this point? Like, we got to start talking to Jim Harbaugh. We got to start getting answers. We got to start taking some action because that's patently ridiculous. He is, 
that that has to be him, right? I, yeah, no, you no, look no. at the video. You look no, at social no. media. That is absolutely this Connor Stallions guy Please. on the Central Michigan sideline with a Central Michigan hat and a Central Michigan polo on. It has to be him. Guys, 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 guys. This is my favorite story of, like, my favorite scandal in sports in a really long time because it's comical. I, do yourself a favor. I know you're probably driving, listening right now on the radio. When you get a chance, when you pull over, when you get to your destination, just search on Twitter, Connor Stallions, and look up the millions of pictures ah, and videos of this dude rocking shades and a visor yeah. on the sideline right. of a night game. Right, of a night game, <laughs> right. He's wearing, he could not be more suspicious. You're right, he's wearing sunglasses <laughs> during hell? a night game. I would be on the sideline. So here's the thing, too. Central Michigan is screwed in all of this as yeah. well because <laughs> there's no way he snuck onto that sideline. Of course not. There's no way he got team-issued gear. Right on that sideline and is wearing shades and not one person, not one player, not one staff member no, turned and didn't said, know who he was. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Why is his clipboard blank? And why is he wearing yeah, shades? That's another thing. He's got a clipboard with nothing on it. He's got a clipboard with absolutely nothing on it. He's wearing sunglasses at night and he's fully decked out in central Michigan gear. It is. This is a scandal that is comical. This is, this is fun. I mean, as a guy that has no stakes in it, I don't care about Big Ten teams. I'm not even a huge, huge college football guy like the Canes. This is just fun for me to watch this play out because this dude is it, it in plain sight. He's <laughs> stealing signs or whatever he's doing. It just is funny. He looks hilarious. I, it's, Connor Stallions is his name, too. That makes it all the right. more better. I, I just... <laughs> Like, listen, I'm all for getting a competitive edge, but when you're embedded with a with the opposing team of a future opponent, that's another level of bold. Well, you have a you have a theory about oh, this, Stone, how Connor Stallions ended up on the Central Michigan sideline, a game against Michigan rival <laughs> Michigan State. I don't necessarily have a theory, but Central Michigan is in on this. Like, like this is this is undoubtedly a collaborative this is a fact. effort. This is a yeah, collaborative effort. Be. This is so when you hear we're gonna hear from Jim McElwain in a second, who okay. said, you know, his name wasn't on any list. Uh, we didn't know who he was, and he had the AD say, Jim hey, McElwain is saying, I don't know how this could happen. We're <laughs> no idea. Yeah. This is, uh, and then you hear the the Central Michigan AD saying, we're not aware of any of the facts. We're under further investigation, this, that, and this. Listen, so this is how this goes down. There's a group of GAs. This isn't necessarily a theory. Graduate assistants. I could do what Connor Stallions is doing, and I'm <laughs> glad that the hustle is now debunked because I wanted to get involved in it. I could easily pull this off. I have enough relationships with coaches and mm-hmm. coaching staff. You could easily be a GA somewhere. No doubt. So, so this is just a group of GAs. GAs that that have put this plan together. So realistically, Connor Stallions is doing for Michigan what he's doing for Central Michigan as well. So he's going to get the same signs for Michigan State that I'm sure roll over to the next year. Yeah. And now McElwain and staff have them, right? You put them in the arsenal. You help build some laminated sheets like Connor Stallions does. And you get yeah. paid to do it. But there's a group of GAs, I'm sure, for Central Michigan, one of them who has relationships with Connor Stallions, not that far-fetched, right? You're in the sure. same state. You could have GA'd somewhere together at the sure. D2 level. You could have been on Michigan State three years ago. I'd be willing to bet Connor Stallions works directly with the GAs at Michigan. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Like, so one, he knows. He, he, those, he's on staff at Michigan. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. So those, I'm, I'm sure he's embedded with yeah. them. Those are the hired guns. So if you're yeah. Connor Stallions, right, you're in cahoots with the GAs, and this is going down, right? This is the whole master plan with all of these people, I guess, in the state now, right, where he can get some Cash, McElwain and them know about it, but I'm sure you're not really talking about it quite often. I'm sure there's the GA that's been with McElwain forever that is kind of spearheading this entire thing. This this makes sense. None of this is really weird to me. Yes, it's Connor Stallions on the sideline, and he's helping not only get his Michigan Wolverines the signs, but Central Michigan the signs as so well. Do you think? Do you think? That, and I don't think that's far fetched. 
Do you think there's a chance that Connor Stallions is like, hey, guys, it's Connor from Michigan. Uh, I email in one of the GAs like, hey. He's uh, texting him. He's calling him on the phone. Uh, how about, uh, can I get on the sideline, get me a credential for the sideline, and uh, I've got these signs, and then, uh, hey, you want to help me get some stuff for us later in the year? Uh, like, I-, I think that that's possible. Do you think it's also possible that maybe, just maybe, if you're a GA, you don't really think twice about it? You don't even think that's against the rules. Like, it's just sort of like, hey, uh, this is what we do in football, right? Like, they maybe are doing this completely ignorant of the any of the rules that are in place. Yes, 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 okay. yes, and yes. Okay. Those two scenarios that you just because played out are I, absolutely what's happening. If I were a 23-year-old GA on a college football staff, I would absolutely be thinking... Oh, yeah, this is normal practice. Yeah, could you come in? Uh, we can help put some stuff together uh, for the coaching staff, our coaching staff. Hey. And then, uh, sure, yeah, you can you can uh, take whatever you need for your game later in the year against Michigan State. For, that sounds totally reasonable to for, me. For Central Michigan and that group of GAs or whatever staff members are involved in this, if you were to walk into your defensive coordinator's office and slap a few papers on his desk like, hey, here are Michigan State signs, that defensive coordinator is saying, Appreciate it, brother. Thanks. I'll holler at you later. And he's putting him off to the side, and he goes about his day. Right. He'll get to those signs, and he'll get to that, right? Because it's going to get right. it's deserving of some time. But that's how that goes down. Right. Like it's not weird. And then eventually, that DC is like, "Hey, that was some pretty good stuff for exactly. that game." Like maybe uh, DB, assistant DB coach is coming up. Maybe you want to uh, fill that role next year. Like that's how that works. And you're paying Connor some st- some cash. Yeah. None of this is far fetched. Can I present to y'all three quick smoking guns? Um, number one, do we? This isn't being talked about enough. Do we know where Jim McElwain, current head coach of Central Michigan, was in 2018? He was the wide receiver coach for the University of Michigan. <laughs> he literally was on Jim Harbaugh's staff before he's now becoming a person that's colluding with Jim Harbaugh. So that's strike number one. Yep. <laughs> uh, strike two, Central Michigan, that season opener where you have the pictures of of, of – you know, Connor Stallions in the gear. And by the, the way, stage. I love Michigan fans saying, that guy, he's got hair. You can see it under the hat. He's got hair. It can't be him. Connor Stallions is bald. There's nothing. What are you talking about? Like, these Michigan fans, like, seen like, imaginary things because they're trying to defend Jim Harbaugh so hard. I want you to get to the glasses, which I'd imagine where you're going. Oh, I wasn't going to even go there, but you, there, people are saying he had the recording device in the glasses. It looks oh, like there's a blue light coming out of the glasses. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. I mean, I cannot believe this. It's like the CIA. But... Connor Stallions, who was in the Central Michigan gear for the season opener of Central Michigan versus Michigan State, was then seen the very next day, you know, with Michigan on their sideline for their season opener. And Central Michigan was playing Michigan State, right? Uh-huh. In that season opener where Connor Stallions was obviously stealing signs. Right. Michigan plays Michigan State later that year. Y'all want to know the score of that game? They blew them out. 49 to 0. Yeah. That was the Hitler game, by the way. It was. Yeah, it was. That, that was, was the Hitler call. game. They blew them out. And also, uh-huh. the, the last strike against Connor Stallions that I saw, this is another picture. Again, you can go down a rabbit hole on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. It is Connor Stallions. Like, it has to be. Connor Stall- there's, a, there's also a video of Connor Stallions in a game against Ohio State where Connor Stallions, <laughs> for some reason, is the guy standing right next to the defensive coordinator of Michigan who – Together, in cohorts, after watching Ohio State make a call or do some signs, they have a quick little conversation, and everybody calls that it's going to be a pass on the next play. So not only is he dressed up in Central Michigan gear, stealing signs on other people's sideline the day before your season opener and for future opponents, he also is the guy that has the ear of your defensive coordinator. Not only is Jim Harbaugh in on this, the whole Michigan and Central Michigan staffs are in on this, and there's probably more schools – who are trying to delete tape and get pulled here's, out of it that are in on it. Here's my thing. From a fundamental standpoint, 
I don't have an issue with stealing signs. <laughs> and do I don't I. have an issue with buying tickets for staff to go look at signs or record sidelines. I think you're lazy if you're a coach and you're not switching up your signs, to be quite honest. I think that's bad football. Is it against the rules? Sure. Fundamentally, I don't have a problem with it. But, but, it's starting to become increasingly clear there's not a chance in hell that Jim Harbaugh and Jim McElwain didn't know this was happening. Jim Harbaugh doesn't know that this is happening. This is too elaborate for Jim Harbaugh, who is the ultimate competitor to not have an inkling of what's taking place. Jim McElwain, by the way, let's listen to him. I mean, this guy flat out is treading water now. Uh, This was him yesterday uh, with the, uh, the Connor Stallions news breaking. Now, before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around to, with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. Um, oh yeah, you don't know. Uh-huh. Or I don't know his name. Doing Who's everything that? they can to get to the bottom of it. Oh yeah, um, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. Oh man, uh, I certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, I do know that. His name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, and again, uh, you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. Is there a chance Jim McElwain didn't know that Connor Stallions was on the sideline that night? Coaches are very tunnel vision. The answer to that is yes. Bingo. Is there any chance? that he doesn't know who Connor Stallions is or what he does or what he has done? The answer to that is no. Come on, man. I mean, he was on Harbaugh's staff in 2018. Stallions has been around, not on staff, but he's been around for a bit, doing stuff, buying tickets, uh, doing that whole thing. Uh, Stop. Stop sign stealing, guy. Come on, he gave up the alias. Uh, So I'd imagine uh, there's been maybe one sole conversation that McElwain has had with this group of graduate assistants, and I keep saying graduate assistants just because there's got to be a group that has kind of there's an in that, yeah. And and I I would point to them, right? The staff way too busy. These guys have way too much going on. Right. I would imagine there's been one conversation where McElwain has gotten them together, maybe walked into their office and been like, "Listen, hey, if things do go awry, or, or you know, we don't handle this properly, like." I'm not going to sit here and say, you guys are screwed, but you guys are screwed. Uh-huh. Like, I have nothing to do. And I, mean, I don't know nothing. So, so you guys do what you do. Uh, you guys won't hear. For, like, these, this, is, this, is totally, this is totally a thing. They're just in cahoots with each other. <laughs> totally. This is, like, I, I think none of, uh, none of this is weird. Man. You obviously, Connor, the only thing that's going to so bust them good. is if there's not, or if there is a paper trail, right? If they expense some oh, of the stallions. Oh, it sounds like there's definitely a paper trail <laughs> coming. If they have expensed. Some of Stallion's mileage uh, of him getting to Central oh, Michigan man. and back, like then he's busted. But if there's just a little bit of cash being thrown back and forth, or four hundred dollars added to your paycheck, you know, when you get it, like th- those are where these things can go awry. But I don't know if you can dig that deep. How about the perfectly fitting uniform they gave? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how about, how like about that's the-, the thing too. Like this is. This is my problem. His boy with gave it. it to him. This is my problem. <laughs> that was with his, it. that was his boy stuff. His boy at gave him his uniform. At <laughs> some point, you become so bold that you're putting this guy on the sideline in bro. team gear. Like he couldn't have just sat in the stands. They had him on the sideline, looking like an assistant coach. That's where, like, forget the fundamental. Hey, get an advantage anywhere you can goes out the window. 
The fact that you're so bold about this now, so boldly breaking a rule that is in place, like I can't, I can't let that yeah. go anymore. You need a field level view. You need the why view. Did, why didn't they just let one of the many GAs on Central Michigan staff do it? Why would they have the guy yeah, do be, it? Because he's that guy. He's so good and at it. Because he's so damn good yeah. at it. <laughs> he's the higher gun. Yeah, and honestly, is. if Connor Stallions is on the Central Michigan sideline and he's wearing glasses that are like issued to you it's by the Pentagon. <laughs> The Pentagon recording things. That's insane. This guy Stallions knows his worth. Not many people can do that, I'd imagine, at that level that he's doing it at. Big Ten Michigan. Like, you're bringing homeboy in. But the shades at the night game. Recording. Recording. (laughs) It just is too, it's too ridiculous. He's like college football's James Bond. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. Oh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh's in significant trouble, by (laughs) the way. I'm Ken Levesque. Levesque, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Action into Attorney Studios, it's Levesque, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. The Heat and the Nets tonight right here on ESPN 106.3. I give it a go. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about anything regarding the Heat right now. This is a winnable game. You know, this is the, the night to tune in to get your hopes up. Are they false hopes? Maybe. I don't know. Can't promise you anything. Maybe Hero goes for 30 again. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, can we talk about Victor Wembenyama and his Slenderman costume oh, for a goodness. second? That is one of the most terrifying Halloween costumes I've ever seen in my entire life. Legit. Victor Wembenyama, like, here's the thing. Like, he's not the tallest player in NBA history. He's 7'4". There's something about his height, though, and how thin he is, but also how smooth he is. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Shaq keeps saying he's bull bull. He keeps saying that Victor Wembenyama is, is bull bull. No, it's not true. No, it's not. And his, Victor Wemb- his evidence was that, uh, yeah, but Wembenyama is uh, more consistent. Uh, he's played two no. basketball games. Victor Wembenyama already is the smoothest looking big man in the history of the sport. Like, that's the difference. Yeah. He's not this flailing collection of limbs like every skinny big man is. Like, Sean Bradley was a body and then uncoordinated. Minute Bull. Body uncoordinated. Shaq was just a bulldozer of a human being. That was different. Uh, Victor Wembanyama is the most coordinated, smooth big man in the history of the sport. Yeah, he's skilled, and and also the way that they run the floor. You can really tell the 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 longevity of a big man's career or how skilled he can actually evolve to be. The way they run the floor, and he runs the floor like a gazelle. And those long strides, and his able to his ability to get down there, catch the ball around the rim, and finish at any angle. Like he's. He's going to be a problem. Ugh, man. Like, think about him three years from now. He builds on his body a little bit more. I know. Gets gets acclimated to the NBA game more. He's under Greg Popovich. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing anymore. But, hey, he, he's going to be a problem. I think it's a good thing because he, Greg Popovich has the ability to adjust through different eras, different styles of play in the NBA, yeah. unlike Bill Belichick. I teed him up for that one. The Bill Belichick coaching tree is a lie. Join I Think Financial for free shred days, and they're going to uh, invite you to securely discard personal and financial documents at I Think Financial, ithinkfi.org. That's ithinkfi.org. 
It is I Think Financial. And uh, this November at I Think the Community needs your help. Donate today. Support the I Think Community Foundation. Improve the lives of children and families in our communities every single year. The I Think Community Foundation hosting Jingle Bells at the branches where children in need can come and enjoy activities, treats, and a special guest from the North Pole. Donate at IThinkFI.org slash foundation or show support by purchasing a Jingle Bells icon at your nearest branch. Visit IThinkFI.org slash locations to find your branch or call 800-873-5100. I Think Financial, IThinkFI.org. Now that uh, Josh McDaniels is uh, out the door, and by the way, like they really cleaned house. GM, offensive coordinator, also gone. Um, who's who's next? Who Who else is most likely to not finish the year let's put it this way if you're if you were a betting man which nfl coach would join josh mcdaniels as the guy who isn't going to survive the year as the head coach of his nfl team as a betting man i'd had to go with matt eberflus matt eberflus who by the way fired his running backs coach yeah today for what appeared to be a workplace violation this after the defensive coordinator why left the organization under suspicion of a potential FBI raid. Yeah. Uh, Matt Eberflus, a team that was clearly trying to get the NBC broadcasters, in my opinion, to talk glowingly of the great Tyson Bagent on uh, Sunday night uh, in order to create a narrative that he could potentially be the quarterback instead of Justin Fields. And Matt Eberflus, who has shown no ability to be a coach or put together a cohesive, coherent game plan, I would tend to agree. Matt Eberflus probably is the one most likely not to finish the year. Is this year three of Eberflus or two? Two. Is this year two? Okay. Because it felt, I don't know why it feels like year uh, it three. It feels like a hundred years yeah. that Matt Eberflus has been the head coach of the Bears. Maybe because they went from Matt Nagy to Matt Eberflus <laughs> and both of them have been equally incompetent. But yeah, Matt Eberflus feels like, you know, sitting at two and six with a team that is dreadful There's on both sides no of the ball. No direction, no direction at all. There's I don't see the way out. There's other coaches that have a chance at shooting something like I mean, I don't want to go through and list the names cuz I'm sure you guys are going to give yours, but like I see other ways out for other coaches. There's no way out for this guy and and if you're the Chicago Bears, you got those two first round picks, you're almost incentivized to lose. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a uh, I don't see it. I don't see him last. Especially like the Bears might have the first two picks in the draft. Why not press the reset button with the new head coach? And you're not going to do it with Eberflus. Yeah, I mean, you're not how bringing can Caleb you Williams trust in. that? Yeah. How can you trust that? No. Uh, one name that I'll throw out there is, yes, they beat the Bears on Sunday, but who doesn't beat the Bears? Well, the Raiders, and they got rid of their coach. Um, I could see if things continue to be mediocre in L.A., Brandon Staley finally has the cord cut. You cannot waste another year of Justin Herbert. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Not with that offense. Not with those guys. The Chargers look uninspired unless they're playing the Bears. They look ordinary unless they're playing the Bears. The next three weeks for Brandon Staley are massive because I could see the Chargers letting him go. I can see that being an expectation fire. I think there's also a chance, though, there's a dark shot that Justin Herbert and that prolific offense and and his new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, almost save his job with their level of competence, right? Kind of feels like we say that every year, though. It does. There's a new coordinator, this is like though. The, this, is, this is like the third straight year we're saying that. I'm just saying, like, I can see that I see them saving his job as a dark shot 
way more than I see Justin Fields. I would argue that Kellen Moore could easily be your interim head coach then. Oh, God. That's up there. I'm not going to say Jeff Saturday, but that's tough. That's tough. He is, is it any worse than Antonio Pierce? No. Being the interim head coach? <laughs> no, it's not. The, uh, odds, the odds go as such. So, uh, obviously behind Mike, or Josh McDaniels is gone. The odds on favorite now is Ron Rivera at plus 250. Sam Howell slinging that thing, though. Short behind him is Matt Eberflus at plus 320. So, Ron Rivera is the leader in the clubhouse he with is. the coach that's fired next? Yep. I don't know about that. Think about it, though. He already They, they hired his heir apparent this offseason. He did admit that he didn't review a critical play that could have led to a win <laughs> on Sunday because he didn't see it on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's bad. And behind uh, Matt Eberflus is Matt LaFleur at plus 650. I just didn't see the Packers doing that. I don't either. His record is too good. And Brandon Staley's up there behind LaFleur at plus 1,000, 10 to 1. Like, the Packers don't do that. They don't They don't fire coaches in season. Yeah. The youngest offensive roster that anybody's ever seen in NFL history. There's not much he can do with that. Why are we giving Jordan Love such a pass, though? If he's so good, why isn't he elevating a la Aaron Rodgers the people around him? Because that was the thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, oh, they don't draft receivers. They don't draft receivers. They don't do this. It's just, but, but Jordan Law, but still, like, why are we, I'll say this. We're not giving Desmond Ritter a pass. Why is Jordan Love getting a pass? I mean, Jordan Love has been flat out ineffective and bad. He doesn't make good reads. He doesn't make good throws. He's not consistent. He takes eight years in the pocket. I'm sick of uh, of defending Jordan Love. He had more than enough time behind Aaron Rodgers where these things shouldn't be happening. Was Aaron Rodgers an active and willing mentor to Jordan Love? There is no doubt that the answer is yes. Okay. Yes. Unequivocally, yes. Oh, I knew you would yes. jump off the ropes to save your it, guy. It's, such a, it's, a, it's the dumbest yeah. question ever. Is it a, out is of it the, a dumbest uh, question ever? I've they seen spend it. every waking moment alongside each other. Yes, that is his mentor. Ask right. Jordan. And when Jordan was asked, he's given you the was answer. Aaron Ro- was, was Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers' mentor? Yes. No. Was Ben Roethlisberger mentor? You don't Rudolph? know the answer they to that. They, they hated each you other. You could have hated each other. You're still sitting two feet next to each other That's, in the meeting room. So you're, and you're saying, saying that it should have rubbed off. It should have rubbed off. It on. rubs off organically, right? When you're breaking down the same play that you both have run in practice and Brett looks over and says, yeah, let's just start going to the under on this one. It's like, sure. Cool. I was thinking the same thing. Thanks, All man. Right. They still hate each other. So by association, that's that's why it's this radio show is so good. It's not as helpful as people that are. I said actively and willingly mentoring. That's just osmosis and being in the same QB room. It's different when somebody's pouring into you versus you having to take it from somebody. Yeah, I can't. It's true. Think. It's different. Uh, it's tough. It's really tough. You spend every single second helping each other out doing this. You play the same position. Yeah. You have the same goal. Uh, you, Regardless you, if I hate you personally. You're right. I'm saying you have more experience in those quarterback rooms, so I have to defer I've you. hated people in my quarterback room. I've hated uh, kids who are older than me. I've hated kids you make kids them better purposefully? Or you have to. just get better by being around you? By choice. I mean, not by choice. Like, by just the... The nature of the sport and the position. Hey, right now, giving away two grounds tickets to the Timber Tech Championship Champions Tour in Palm Beach County. Old Course of Broken Sound in Boca, 2023 Timber Tech Championship. Top 54 players, Charles Schwab Cup standings, teeing it up at the Old Course of Broken Sound. I have two grounds tickets for Saturday. Two grounds tickets for Saturday. That allows entry to the tournament, public seating, concessions, fan zones. Everything's available there for you. Great hospitality. Go to TimberTechChampionship.tscheckout.com for your tickets, but I have two grounds tickets now for the great names in golf, including defending champion Bernard Longer. Caller 7-888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Caller 7's going to the Temper Tech Championship Saturday. You and a friend. 888-760-3776. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Oh, the good folks at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I can't gush about them enough. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. You know what Theo said in the break? He goes, man, I can't wait for Sunday to see the Chiefs boat race the Dolphins. Yes, sir. Noted. Don't we all agree? Noted. Noted is right. Noted. That's oh, how we feel that? about that. You're not feeling the Chiefs boat racing them out there in Germany? At least, I at feel least. Tyreek Hill's going to boat race the Chiefs, but that's about it. At least it won't. Have, he already. I'm taking the high road. I think it's going to be a very competitive game between oh, two very good gosh. teams. That guy. The most elite offense in the NFL against, well, the Chiefs. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.